Next on Rugby Wrap-Ups, Major League Rugby Show, Old Glory Star Stand South, plus analysis, opinion, and predictions from Brian Ray, Dan Power, and Matt McCarthy. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pump, and Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Everybody and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up's Major League Rugby Show. Matt McCarthy in New York City and I have Dan Power and Brian Ray hanging out in the green room before they come in and our special guests come on. Let's take a quick look back. In an Eastern Conference battle between the hosts, the Toronto Arrows and the New Orleans Gold, we thought it was going to be a tight defensive battle and it wasn't. It was an offensive explosion. 89 points by teams that were allergic to defense. 13 tries in all, eight scored by Toronto. Toronto makes a statement that they are still in it and they win 53 to 36. Old Glory couldn't win, they said. Nate Osborne won't make a difference, they said. Well, they were wrong. Old Glory got off the schneid 22-21 in an exhilarating match on Friday night in the nation's capital, just besting Utah, who had a shot at winning it at the buzzer, but the kick went right and all went wrong for Utah. But everything was good and the cherry blossoms were happy in Washington, D.C. as Old Glory gets their first win of the season, 22-21. In a key Western Conference battle between the Seattle Seawolves and the visiting San Diego Legion, Seattle relied on their mobile big bodies in Manoa, Duratalo, and Landry to hold on after building a lead against a very tough San Diego side. CJ, Tony, Rucky, and Broccoli Guy are all breathing easily as the Seawolves keep their playoff hopes alive with a big victory, 34-32. The Dallas Jackals' troubles continued against their in-state rivals, the Austin Gilgronies. The Dallas Jackals' defense was overwhelmed as they let nine tries in for the visiting Gilgronies. And Austin looks very impressive going into the final stretch of the season as they win 57-3. Finally, Los Angeles just isn't a pretty in pink team. They could play some pretty good defense too as they hold off the Houston Sabercats who came loaded and ready to win and almost did, but it was Los Angeles, the Giltinis, holding on for dear life and winning 17-12 in a tough, hard-fought Western Conference matchup. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Selling or trading in your vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. With Easy Trade, start online or visit us in-store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. Gentlemen, Dan Power, Brian Ray, and our mystery guests are here for our favorite segment, the mystery guest segment, in which Dan and Brian get hints from me and then ask a single question of our mystery guest, who may or may not be changing their voice, and they try to guess his identity. The hints, gentlemen, I'm going to give you four today. 
He likes motorcycles. He's an unsung Major League Rugby star. He is not short, and he coaches in the offseason. Uh, do you play for an Eastern Conference team? Oh, do right, I do. Were you in action this past weekend? Uh, I played. I played this weekend. <laughs> Dan. No, 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 New York and no Boston, right, Brian? Correct. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Is that that's a question? That's a question, and you asked Brian. So, Brian, now it's your turn. Wow! Wow! <laughs> were, were you playing in? Uh, well, there's only two places where you could have played. So, were you playing in Toronto? Nah, mate. I wasn't, wasn't playing in Toronto. Yeah, for, forward playing the forwards. 100%. Are you a, uh, were you playing in the back row against Utah? I'd love to be playing in back row, but no. <laughs> so are you, uh, are you serving a rather lengthy suspension at the moment? Nah, not me. I was, uh, I did my time last year. <laughs> Ooh, accent change there, Brian. Uh-oh. Very end. Mm. Are, are, do you happen to uh, originate in uh, England? Do right. Do your initials contain alliteration? Do you know what alliteration means? (laughs) (laughs) You can kick his ass after we reveal who you are. He's very good. You know who it is, Brian? I I stole last week from you. You go, buddy. Uh, Stan South. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Is it Stan South? (laughs) It is. Yeah, fellas. There you go. He'll bash you for that, Matthew, not me. Come on, man! I gave it was I gave you the obvious clues. Who's more unsung than this guy? He's tall. He likes motorcycles, and he coaches at Penn State in the off season. Come on, man! Do your homework. Anyway, Stan, welcome to the show at long last, and congratulations on getting off the Schneid, as we say in American sports, and getting that victory. Oh, geez, thank you very much for having me. Um, but yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely a better feeling winning than, uh, than going home with the loss. Look at that smile, guys. Look at that. That is a man that has the weight of the world <laughs> lifted off his shoulders. And look, you did your job. You you were at, you, what, you had a week? You, for the first week you dislocated your knee, and then you were out one week, and then you played 80 minutes the rest of the time as punishment? Yeah, first game against Atlanta. Dislocated my uh, left knee and then had a week off against Austin. And then, yeah, since then, 80 minutes each week and you know body feels a bit sore at the moment but, you know it's almost the end of the season now. no it, it should feel sore after that friday night match that was just that was tough i, I had i had the uh pleasure of calling the match and you were all over the pitch and colin holly and i got in an argument he wanted danny tusatala as a player of the match and i said it was stan south and that he could tell you that he didn't pick you no yeah i think uh, i think danny will be pretty happy taking the man of the match you know um yeah, he led he led the boys well, and he kept uh, he kept the spirits high throughout the week. I'll, I'll let him have it this time. I'll take it next one. Uh, Stan, you guys, your form has really kind of started to turn around here as we get into kind of the middle of the season. Uh, you know, a couple near misses, and then you get the big win. Do you think it's been uh, kind of a little technical things you've been working on? Has it been a psychological thing, a mixture of both? Is there something you can pin it on? I think it is a mixture of both. Um, I think. There's probably only been one game this year that we've been run over on, uh, and that was against Austin. Uh, and we we changed a few things for that week. But since then, I don't think a, a team has had an easy game against us. 
Um, and it was just little things that we weren't doing, little one percenters um, that we kept on coming back and then trying to fix. But then obviously something else happens the next week. So these past few weeks since probably just before New York, we started coming into our own and actually sort of believing in our in our systems. Um, and the systems that we got in place work and they work really well for us. Uh, and you see it through some of the stats that we've been pulling. Um, but I think we've, we've also just sort of started believing in ourselves. Obviously, after a few losses, you, you, you do lose a bit of confidence. Um, but it's also the boys stuck together and, and, and kept pushing each other. So I think obviously professional sports is pretty cutthroat. Rugby is no different from the other ones. You know, Andrew Douglas is relieved of his duties this season. And from all reports, he was really well liked in the locker room. It wasn't a locker room thing. What were the conversations like within, you know, obviously you probably have a leadership role there as a more experienced player. What were the conversations like inside the player group after that news came out? Because it, it was almost immediate the turnaround on the field. I think it was New York the next week and you guys played them close and then it's been up and up since then. But what was that conversation like in the locker room when, when Dougie was let go? Oh, it, was, it was pretty hard, mate. And, and like you said, it, he was he was well-liked and he was loved by all players, all staff. Um, so when when he got let go, mate, yeah, it was, it was pretty emotional. Um, and then, like you said, it's, it's professional sport. It's cutthroat. So... The, the hardest bit was we heard the news on the Monday and then we came in the Tuesday and it was like, you sort of got to put it behind you. Obviously, we wanted to try and win as badly as possible because our boss and our friend has just been has been fired. So uh, especially against New York, we're, we're, <laughs> we're fighting for our jobs, but we're also fighting for, for Dougie as well. Yeah, you, You've had some great experience. You've played in the Premiership. Harlequins, Chiefs. You also had a quick, quick spell in, in France, right? And yeah, in brief. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, it was five years in uh, Harlequins, just over a year, uh, just under a year at uh, Exeter, and then I did a little stint up in uh, Scotland for Edinburgh as well. But just still a young year. guy. Yeah, I wish my body felt it. Well, you you do <laughs> you do play a physical position. So, what? How does it compare? And I, I ask the guys that have played overseas, how is it comparing to Major League Rugby now? It's it's coming along. I think the big thing is speed. The speed of the game over there is, is a lot quicker, but it's also the depth depths within the squad. For myself, I came out of high school at 17, 18, uh, and I went straight into a professional environment where there's about 45 players, um, and you're expected to know just as much as somebody right. who's been there for 10 years. So it's, it's, uh, you, you are thrown in the deep end, and they don't. They, they give you a little bit of sympathy at the start, and then from there, it's 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 cutthroat. Like you said, it's a business. Nobody wants to be the to be the weak link in the chain. So, it's I just say the depth within the squads. Obviously, it's a, a limited budget over here at the moment, but hopefully, within a few years, that that salary cap's going to go up, and it allows to to bring more players in and actually have a longer season to then have a longer preseason to then being able to help coach boys coming out of college and, and hopefully a little bit younger as well. I'm kind of interested in the uh, the off field differences actually since you have traveled around a fair bit. I mean, 
England, Scotland, France, and now in the USA. Now you've got quite a few, you know, accents from down Australia, New Zealand with your team. What's it like off the pitch? Like what, what are the culture differences? What's the, within the team? I wouldn't say there's, there's much of a culture difference, you know. Uh, and I think Americans or over here is just a little bit more positive. Um, but I think that's everybody in general. That's just not in rugby. Everybody's a little bit more positive over here. Um, it's probably the rain back in England makes everybody. Miserable, yeah. So. yeah, it's a little bit. Well, you you know you've experienced some cold weather, but you do you do have that indoor training facility, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty nice in there. Yeah, pretty spoiled. Um, you know, I think we we try and get out uh, once a week uh, during training. Train outside. You know, you you play outside, so why not train outside? If you got to play anywhere in the backs, what position would you play? Twelve. Hmm. Yeah. No, you didn't even have to think Inside about center. that. No, oh, I'd love to because uh, at 12, you're, you're pretty much a glorified six. Um, plus, you don't have to do any of the, the forwards work of doing malls or pick and go training. You get to carry on kicking the ball around. I mean, a back slice is pretty easy, isn't it? So. We're going to let you go, sir. Mr. Stan South, we wanted to give you some air time because it's well-deserved. You've been playing a great season and finally got the, that, that win. Well-deserved, my friend. Uh, thank you very much, guys. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, – We'll get another one this weekend and we'll keep pushing everybody else till the end of the season. Go old glory, baby. Go old glory. Mr. Stan South, thank you for coming on. We'll be right back after this. Hey, and be sure to check out our bonus interview with San Diego head coach, Danny Lee. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. And we are back. We got to look ahead, and D.C. have to be favorites at home against the Dallas Jackals, Dan. Yeah, this was dubbed the toilet bowl at one stage, but now I feel like that's not fair to Old Glory to put them in that category. Uh, Yeah, 100% Old Glory. I mean... Great. The, the rugby gods spoke, right? I thought maybe a couple of uh, generous calls at the end there. Went to Utah to give him a shot at that penalty to, to steal that game at the death. But um, the rugby gods, they just, a little gust of wind blew that penalty to the side. And you saw the emotion on the players. And you called the game, Matt, so you got to see it. But anyone who says, like, fans who turn on players because they're not doing well on the field. Like, that's what it meant. Never what it means to them. And it was just great to see Old Glory get a win. Dallas hopefully is next, but maybe not this weekend. Yeah, you got to go with Old Glory at home for this one. I think they're confident now. I think they're ready to rock and roll. They got the monkey off their back. I think they're going to beat Dallas by 15 to 20 points. Brian, how much did you pay New Orleans to just turn off the engine when it was 10-10? How much did it cost you against your arrows? Well, I was enjoying uh, Robbie Coleman uh, running out there on the pitch, you know, the mystery man. <laughs> I'm glad we, uh, we got the uh, the help out of Jamie McKenzie that it was actually Nick Feeks. 
Uh, Austin, uh, you know, they got the the job done as well. I mean, obviously, it was a bit of a walkover. A couple of new guys, Peyton uh, Talia Ilalio, two tries, you know, just signs during the week. Uh, Ronan Murphy, I thought, looked pretty good out there too. So, But I think we'll see the big guns uh, start to come out uh, for this one. Uh, Austin wants to keep the pace now that LA is right behind them. So I'm going to take uh, Austin on the road to win this one. I'm going to go with Austin here. Uh, league leaders for a reason. And uh, Nola, again, pretty leaky up there against the Arrows, 50-plus points. Uh, so Austin got got a chance to rest a few people. And he looked really good. And like you saw, Brian said, a couple of new signings look pretty strong as well. So they're poised off the field, things settling down in Austin. I think they could really solidify themselves as the team to beat out West with a, with a win here over Nola. Okay, I, I think Austin's going to win this one by, by 20 points. Houston, welcoming in Toronto, Brian. Your boys are back on the road, so let's go to Dan first. This is a game for both sides. Whoever loses, I feel like they're out of the playoffs in their, in their respective division. I think if Toronto lose, the East just escapes them too far. Houston lose, the West is gone. Uh, I really believe this is a dual guy, win or go home situation for both these sides, which should make it a really, really good game. In Houston, I'll go Houston because they're at home. Sorry, Brian. Mm. It's a little bit concerning that they seem to be shutting off, uh, turning off the D button in the last 20 minutes in a few of their games. I hope uh, Pete Smith can sort that out. Uh, but they did get a lot of subs on fairly early in that game. So I don't think there are a lot of guys, you know, too uh, too burnt up. Whereas Houston was a total battle against LO. Those guys are going to be bruised um, playing there. And, you know, we know the style that Houston's going to play. It's not super complicated. Toronto's not going to spend too much time on tape uh, watching this. They know what's, what's there. So I think if they put the right game plan together, they can get the win. They're not going to have... You know, Kyle Bailey got hurt. I'm a little bit concerned whether he's going to play or not. But, you know, they're not going to have all those guys. Ross Brody's probably not going to be back yet, probably going to come after the bye week. So I think it's pretty much going to be the guys that played and, and beat Nola. So uh, I'm going to pick the arrows to win this one, but it's uh, certainly a dangerous match. And uh, I, I agree with Dan. They, they've really got to win this because it's going to get harder after this game. I thought I was out and you sucked me back in, Toronto. I'm going with Toronto. Mm, tough one. Utah versus Seattle. The Warriors in turmoil, hosting the Seattle Seawolves, who had a huge win, Dan. Sure did. The Seattle actually looked really good. So San Diego went up there and, and gave them a good shake. I think if San Diego would have won, they would have been 5-5 five and five of their all-time ledger. But Seattle now 6-4 and four against the Legion. Uh, so they hold the rub there. Oh, Utah. Um, you know, credit to Old Glory for winning that game. But, man, Utah should have put them away. A winless old glory. Um, yeah, not, not great. I'll have to go the Seawolves here as well to continue uh, their little winning run here over the Warriors. I think they actually have a pretty good record against the Warriors, if memory serves me correct. They they upset them last year in Utah when Seattle were in all sorts of trouble. So I'll stick with my Seawolves here to get the win. Mm. Is Was Utah with the motorcycle or was that Austin? It was Austin. It was Utah versus Austin. It was... That was, was one of the greatest moments in television history that unfortunately only five people saw. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah we need that. Fun. We need that back. How does Utah approach this game? Are they going to put in all their guys, all their guns, and, and try and, you know, turn into a spoiler role here, or are they actually going to look to the future? So, I'm kind of interested to see the team sheets. I've got to pick Seattle, though. There's just uh, too much for them to play for at this stage. They need this win uh, to stay in this playoff hunt. Uh, I was actually impressed. Uh, just like Dan said, I thought Seattle played pretty well against San Diego. So, 
they got to show some consistency consistency now and, uh, and get the win on the road against Utah. You mentioned Hunt. I got I'm going to hashtag together we hunt. I'm going with I'm going with Seattle. You know, I got that one guy named Samu Manoa who's playing some pretty good rugby, and they've got that that back five in that pack that are playing pretty well. They, they you know Seattle is a is an intriguing team, and I think they're going to win this one easily and stay in the hunt right up to the end. I think they might even qualify for the playoffs. How about that, Adrian Balfour? Mm-hmm. Last two matches on the weekend is New York versus New England in Hoboken, New Jersey. And New York, after that embarrassing loss in Los Angeles, had a bye week, but so did New England. And now both teams, this, how do you figure this one, Brian? Yeah, now we find out. Because you hate both teams. This this is a real, (laughs) come on Because you hate both teams. Free Jacks are my second team. I hate New York. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a real character test for New York. They're at home. They're against the number one team in the league. Is is Naholo Waisaki Naholo going to play in this? I have to think he will. I mean, what's the point of bringing him in if if he doesn't? Uh, this is a huge, huge match. Um, you know, New York. If New York loses this and Toronto wins, Toronto moves ahead of them. So uh, you know, this is a must-win game, I think, for New York. But New York's and got a game in hand. No, that's true. That's true. Yes, they do. Uh, but still, that's psychological. They're still going to be behind by five points. You don't want to be behind at any stage of this playoff race. So uh, I think a heck of a lot of pressures on New York in this one. Uh, New York, I mean, New England, they're also coming off a of bye week. So both teams are going to be rested. Jeez, uh, I got to go with the hot team, New England. They they won the last time they were in Hoboken. Uh, I'm going to pick them to, to get the W again. Dan, they also play a third time this season, and it's the last game of the season, and I believe it's in New England. So if there's mm-hmm. a must-win for New York, this is it. Yeah, you can't lose home games. Uh, battle of the bye. Like usually it's interesting to see a team come off the bye and how they respond. Both teams coming off the bye. New England out at uh, the ranch with Mags and Woogie with the Northern Lights Indica. Uh, we'll see how they recover from that. And New York, I'm not sure what they did. Just went out and signed one of the scariest all-black wingers of yeah. all time. Yeah. Uh, you imagine some of the yeah, – him and Julian Dominguez. Bang, coming together right. there. Always, it always gets back to Julian Dominguez with you, doesn't it? It does. It does. A little creepy. Oh, the, little creepy. The shirtless Instagram pics. It just makes my weekends. Anyway, um, yeah, New York. I'll get New York at home here. Uh, just just because they have to win at home, nothing more. New England beat them down there last time, didn't they? Yeah, geez, New England are a good team though. Oh, they're a really good team, New England. It was the it was the um, uh, Bodine Walker show. Yeah, well, it's, the whole season's been the Bodine yeah. Walker show. I'll go New England then. I'll, I'll go for Bodine Walker. He's going with Bodine Walker, and, and that's not a bad pick. That is that this man is having an MVP type season. I just gonna I'm gonna go on the desperation factor. Um, that I'm desperately afraid of Dylan Fawcett and Marty Veal. So I'm picking New York at home in Hoboken in this desperate match that they need to win to rebound. They're Matthew, quick, quick question for you. Why does Butch sprint back to halfway after he scores tries? Don't know. I don't know. And then Geiger did the same thing. Find out for us. I will. I'm intrigued. It's a great way to, to tear a hamstring. It's this is my, my <laughs> thought process, right? Let's go. Let's, let's, let's maul, 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 and then sprint and then tear a hamstring. The final match of the weekend is another intriguing matchup. San Diego, who is in that must-win category, keeps saying it over and over again, against Atlanta, who's coming off a bye. 
Yeah, tough fight. Atlanta's looked uh, pretty good. Um, we haven't really seen a lot of, they played a lot of home matches so far. So uh, this is their longest road trip, if, if memory serves me correctly, this year. Um, you know, this is a tough one, heading from the east all the way to the west coast. That's going to be tricky. Coming off the bye, I think San Diego's going to be a little bit disappointed that they didn't get that win in Seattle. Uh, Joe Peterson not quite as sharp at the radar in that game. Um, I'm interested to see what kind of bodies that San Diego has. They were missing a couple guys. Is Ben Grant going to be back in it? Uh, you know, he would certainly be a, a good addition to the second row to get him back. Uh, Rob Shaw came off the bench last game. Is he going to start? Is Will Hooley ever going to be uh, fit again? Nanu is back. He's starting to get his feet under him. I'm going to go with San San Diego at home in this one. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think that uh, that trip for ATL is just going to be a little too much. Hooley will be back. He will not be back this weekend. It's going to be at least a couple, three, four more weeks, which means he's back for the end of the season. But will that be too late? Because uh, you want you'd rather have Peterson playing fullback, right, Dan? Or ten. Well, if you got Hooley, you got to put you you can put Peterson back at fifteen. Maybe he, gets, yeah, maybe he doesn't depends. have to bang so much. Danny, Danny Lee's got a good hand on that. He'll make the right call, whether you go Hooley at 15 or Joe at 10. I don't think it really matters what jersey they wear. They're pretty interchangeable, and they, they do kind of slot in the first receiver quite a bit each during the game, which makes makes them a really dangerous side when they're both on the field. Dan, you don't want Joe at 10, though, because he's got to make all those tackles, and teams are just running at him. Give him a break. Yes. Put him at it's a good, good, good point, but the same goes for Will as well. Like, you, no matter who you put there, they're going to have to make him tackles. And you've got a great lump in, in the centers in Manonu as well, who's going to obviously push attackers away from him. So um, I, I think either way, you know, one of them is going to have to be in the front line, but they maybe they can just swap in defense as well. I'm not sure. But I think San Diego, for them to make a run, they have to have Will Hooley and Joe Peterson on the field at the same time. Agreed. Agreed. And they, they got to, They can't get them back soon enough, but they're not going to have Hooley back. They are at home. Oh, I feel like San Diego have to win this game. I'll go San Diego out of uh, the, the old desperation factor. And that is, it's a long trip, Atlanta. It's not, not as bad as some of the other ones, but it's still a long trip out to the West Coast. So I'll, uh, I'll give San Diego the, the nod here, a little upset with their performance against Seattle. So they'll bounce back. Hmm. You know, I, that the whole travel thing, I don't, I don't think it weighs in that much because I think Atlanta coming off the bye is well rested. They're healthy. Um, they know the importance of this match specifically in the East when they're going to be, you know, maybe doing some scoreboard watching, watching New England and New York. I think Atlanta wins this one. What do you think of them apples? Don't worry about it. What final thoughts, Dan? Uh, how good is it to see the, uh, the champs back in form? No surprising that it came uh, with the, the shipment of the new cookies and cream body science. Thanks, Pico, uh, for the hat as well. What a legend. Um, it's down to the pointy end, isn't it? It's getting really exciting. We're starting to see some of these teams uh, suffer the attrition rate of professional sports and, and injuries and depth. And Toronto went out and signed a bunch of nines. This is, they lost 72 of them originally. And other teams are digging into the resource pool and it's just finding that it's either super shallow or it's covered in fungus or algae or whatever you get in shallow, dirty pools. Uh, it's great. It's intriguing. We're seeing some people pop up that we have no idea who they are and some can play, some can't. So good stuff, Matthew. Brian, you heard Stan South say that the, the, one of the first things that came out of his mouth, the difference between this league and others is, is the depth problem. Yeah, and, uh, you know, 
I had a, an online discussion with someone who didn't seem to think that the talent, uh, you know, deaf, lack of talent was an issue. Well, Stan Seth says it is. So there you go. Uh, you know, it, it's not just, uh, you know, the, the playoffs run that's coming up. We also got international rugby coming up right after this. The Eagles already have, you know, Gary Gold's already got his long list kind of, you know, in his head. He's, I'm sure he's got a depth chart kind of loosely written down, but there's still, a, you know, the next four or five weeks are going to be big for those guys who are just on the cusp, you know, a couple open positions, back row and wing come to mind, positions that are maybe unsettled. So still time for guys to put their hand up. Uh, Jama Fatanana Schultz has been suspended. He came back off the bench, had an impact. So he'll be, I'm sure, looking to make an impact uh, over the next month. So uh, still lots to play for, lots of intrigue, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you're right. That's It's uh, it's, it's interesting times. You know, there are those that say that why not play to the player's strength rather than force them to play a system that they might not fit in in terms of Team USA? That's an interesting dynamic, but that's for a different show. On that note, I want to thank Mr. Dan Power and Mr. Brian Ray, and thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including The Rugby Odds and our College Rugby Wrap-Up. And please subscribe on YouTube, sign up for our weekly newsletter, and please, please, please sign up for our American Red Cross blood donor team. 